If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is not Arnold, but you should still listen to the 430 Movie podcast at 430movie.com. It's really fun. You'll like it. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a Star Trek fan and you haven't already picked up the hardcover edition of the 50-Year Mission, it's time for you to go out and get the paperback version of the 50-Year Mission, which is just out in paperback from St. Martin's Press. This is the complete oral history of Star Trek, the first 25 years, from me and Ed Gross. And if you think you know everything there is to know about Star Trek, think again. The 50-Year Mission out in paperback now. And if you can't read, the audiobook is still available. Electric Now? What does that mean? It means that you can watch us do these wonderful podcasts and so many other things, too. Hey, uh, Darren. Yes. When I was a kid, I used to love the electric company. You know why? Because I knew one day Morgan Freeman would be a great actor. But <laughs> if there's one thing I love about electricity that's even better than Schoolhouse Rock and... The electric company, it's the Electric Now channel. But also, they're turning it on and bringing the power. Yes, they are. <laughs> and we're turning you on. And No, 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 no. that's a highly Not inappropriate. Okay, well, we are turning on the power here at Electric Surge, where you may have, for the last year or so, been enjoying these amazing audio podcasts like Inglorious Trexperts, The 430 Movie, Best Movies Never Made. Now, you, you can watch You ain't them. seen nothing yet, no, but you now you can anything. You can on Electric Now, available on Stir TV and Distro TV, which you can download from your favorite app store, and soon coming to the Electric Now app. Get to see us as you've never seen us before, <laughs> because you've only seen us in the theater of the imagination. Now we're going to be on your tablet, on your telephone, on your TV, and in your house. With <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. So make sure to check out Electric Now, streaming now on Stir TV and Distro TV and coming soon to the Electric Now app. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And this is Darren Docterman, and we are the Glorious Trexperts. And have we got a show for you today? We're not toying around. We <laughs> we have a really fun show. Don't play with me, Mark. What are we doing? Well, I'll tell you who's here to talk. Talk the toys. Toy talk. Toy talk. Oh, well, he talked toy very well. Yeah, indeed we do. <laughs> I'm here with, uh, once again, the writer, producer, the writer of uh, Thor and X-Men First Class, writer, producer on such shows as Lore and Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, Mr. Ashley E. Miller. Welcome back, Ashley. Thank you for having me. We got a good show. You're lucky to be here. I'm excited. We got a really, <laughs> greatest really special guest. The greatest enthusiasm for, for the, the mission. mission. Yes. Fantastic. Well, now you may think our next guest is just casting, cashing in on geek culture until I tell you the truth about him. He's the CEO of the Nacelle Company. Does that mean anything to you? It should. 
Brian Volkweiss, not only the CEO of Nacelle Company and Comedy Dynamics, he's produced, directed, um, and, and uh, sold numerous stand-up comedy specials for uh, the likes of Kevin Hart, Jim Gaffigan, Ali Wong, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, many others. Uh, he's produced a number of great TV shows, including the upcoming revival of Mad About You. But most importantly for our purposes, he is the creator and producer of The Toys That Made Us for Netflix, which is currently in its third season. Third That's season? Right. That's right. The That's Nacelle awesome. Company, huh? Did you not know that so right <laughs> no, I knew, Oh, I knew that. I got the press oh, yeah. release yeah, when yeah, you yeah. announced it. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, man. That's right. Why it's not? a good it's thing the... you're successful. Well, it's... <laughs> Well, it's so fun. Oh, God, you have no idea. Brian Volkweiss is here. Topic. Hey, hey, good to be here. Good to be here. It's the perfect word. It's it's it, to use the phrase "dog whistle" in a positive sense. If you it's don't know what whistle. it is, then you don't know what a it cool, is. Weird yeah, French right. word. And if you do know what it is, it's like, oh, I get this guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And by the way, the the era you would not believe as names of companies what is not available. Deflector Pro- dish. What's that? Deflector dish. I didn't look. I didn't get that far. Thank God. Thank God. That, was, that no dog was needed for that. Um, but by the way, I love Thor. Is my second. I know this always sounds like a horrible thing to say, but there's like 22 of them at yes. least. You made my second favorite Marvel movie. Thank you. After Guardians. So. Thank you. And I love First Class, and I'm not a X Men fan at all. But I. That's a great movie. And Thank Sarah you. Sarah Connor Chronicles is getting better and better every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> He, he liked you until he heard you were starting Jeffrey's Tube Productions. <laughs> and he was like, ah. No, but every, like, the fact that you could name a company Universal or Paramount is, like, Promontory Point Entertainment was not available. Mm. Like, I came up with that right. before Nacelle, <laughs> and that was not available. So, yeah. Mount Celia, maybe? No. Ooh, that would have go. been good. That would be, that'd that'd be, be good, good for an LLC. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, we're thrilled to have you. Tell us, I mean... You're obviously a huge Star Trek office, uh, Star Trek fan. I've seen your office, so I, I know. Um, I haven't been to the new collection room, though. Oh, I mean, the, it, thanks to Eagle Moss, at least 50% of the objects in it are Star Trek now. <laughs> I, the Eagle Moss stuff is great. Isn't I, it terrific? It is a, a reoccurring joke that's barely a joke between my wife and I. Whatever I call her or text her, and I'm like, you know, something good at work happened, the show got greenlit or something, I'll be like, I got great news. Show right back. Did Eagle Moss go bankrupt? <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, it's it's out of control. And now they're getting into Orville. Yep, uh, yep. My Galactica collection is. Uh, it's so good you have to buy it. I have like every model known to man of the Galactica itself. Mm-hmm. Who needed another? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. well, the, and the Galactica. I like the oversized ones better than the small. Like oh, the Star Trek gorgeous. ones are too that's small. That's that's the ones I got. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. another. I already had a huge, a bigger Pegasus. Even uh, so, I, of course, I got the new Eagle Moss Pegasus. They made Colonial One, which, other than the little micro machine thing, right. I don't think Colonial One had been built. Um, yeah, no. I've would... I've built about six models for them, and I still haven't gotten any. Really? Yeah. Well, well that's, yeah. that's but they're coming. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> the closer I work with a company, the less free stuff. Exactly. Okay, exactly. we got to call Ben Robinson right yeah. now on the air in, and ben. tell Ben. ben. Yeah. Darren wants no, his eagle moss. They're taking care of me. I, and fine. I heard they just announced it's over. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Star no. Trek is. No, eagle moss. No. They're, they're, they're packing it up at 180. Is no, that no, not true? No, no, no. no just no, Star no, Trek. They no, I meant Star ships. Trek. Yeah, I didn't they're out of ships. Yeah. No, no. I, I was, well, they're I was, not out of ships. I was, ta- I was talking Never to Ben at, at, at uh, New York Comic Con. He said they have to stop because they're out of ships. 
There, I, of course, now that I'm saying this, I can't think of any, but there are several prominent ships that No, they still want to keep going. Been it's been successful. It's not like the James Bond line, which didn't work for them. Right. The, the, the Star Trek line has been amazingly yeah. successful. They wish there was 100 more ships. Well, they should do the Battle that, of Wolf 359 line and just well, they <laughs> they have destroyed all, versions all the of everything. Yeah, the destroyed versions. They yeah. have, I mean, they have models that were on screen out of focus for right. eight frames. They turned into models. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and there should. I was like, wait, those wait. are the toys that made us bankrupt. <laughs> That's my wife's point. That's exactly. That's exactly. But the Galactica stuff is great because they're doing both series, and the original and the new and, one. and, and yeah. the new one. And I, you know, I said to Ben, I said, "What are you doing, Buck Rogers?" Because I want my Starfighter. And he said, uh, he said, I don't know. There's a whole thing with the license and Universal as to the right situation. And I said, well, why don't you just do the original Ralph McQuarrie designs for Battlestar Galactica, right. which was the Starfighter from Buck Rogers. So, I totally buy that. So you know this guy? Oh, yeah, they're great. Mm -hmm. You Text him right now, man. Expanse. <laughs> expanse. Expanse. The expanse. What are they waiting for? Okay, we'll find like, out. Like, no one's making those models. Yeah. Well, they're busy doing Orville, I guess. I, there's a hell of a lot more ships from the Expanse. Yeah, well, it sounds like Orville's going to have a lot more ships this season. They're they're now that they're on Hulu. What they're a, have what, a lot. what a what a heavenly time to be alive as a Isn't it? science fiction fan. <laughs> oh my god! Not only, I mean, you have just so you know, I'm not into anything he has ever done before, Todd. Oh, Seth. Seth. Todd's Seth. the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different no, Todd. I should have loved to everything Todd said. Wrong, wrong McFarland. <laughs> I'm not into Family Guy. Nothing. Right. And Orville is wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful show. Yeah. It's funny. We um, we used to, every Sunday when we were younger, we'd go out to, to Lola's on Fairfax. And one day- Don't look for it. It's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. W w one day somebody, this is what, what 15 years ago, somebody brought uh, Seth MacFarlane along. Longer than that. Yeah, maybe 20 years yeah. ago. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, it, it was the same thing. I think he expected us all to know, you know, fa because our friend had worked with him on Family Guy, right? And says, "Oh, you know, he's your kind of guy." And for whatever reason, nobody got along with him. I think, you know. But I'm a huge fan of Orville. I really dig Orville. Yeah. I like, you know, I'm. I also didn't watch uh, Family Guy, um, and I loved his Emmy Awards uh, celebration. <laughs> or was it the odd? No, it was, it was the, Oscars. the Oscars. It was the Oscars because he put Shatner on the Oscars. Yeah, uh, I love the man. I'm dead to him forever. Yeah, oh, he's uh, he's doing it. I mean, he's literally living his fantasy. Yeah, Fantasy Island. Do you see that trailer for the new Fantasy Island? I Crazy, did man. see that trailer. <laughs> it looks great. It it's really scary does. as hell. I mean, it really, uh, it's a scary looking trailer. It's, as you know, very hard to make a trailer scary. Yeah, yeah. It's what we all hoped Fantasy Island would be when we watched the, remember the three hour, the 90 oh, man, minute I was so hour. Yeah. I actually did find it very scary. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, we'll the guy see. who directed it uh, did an episode of Agent X for us. He really great guy and and terrific director. I think he also did um, what was it uh, uh, um, uh, that that li the Lionsgate comic book movie that everybody Kick liked. Ass Two Kick Ass Two. He did Kick Ass yeah. Two. Jeff so uh, I'm really yeah Jeff Wadlow. Yeah. Uh, he really great guy, and it looks so awesome. Yeah, yes, yes, it does. When are they going to do Fantasy Island toys? I want my Mr. Rourke. I was in the plane. Uh, I was in San Francisco last week. I went to the Super Seven store. Mm -hmm. You guys familiar with Super sure. Seven? They make high end boutique toys. Right. I, it literally looked like I robbed a place. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I didn't do this or even come close, but it looks like I bought one of everything. I mean, it's just unbelievable what's getting made now. Well, let's talk about what you're doing to support your addiction. No, thank um, you. Because <laughs> you know, you are doing a show that just took off 
like a house of fire. So crazy. Everyone's talking so about crazy. it. Yeah. And, so crazy. Yeah. So surreal. Uh, how did how did it all how did it all happen? Obviously, we know why you made it. Clearly, yeah. you know you didn't think oh people are interested in toys. These adults they like toys. I mean, like you 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 uh, you know you're you're passionate about this stuff. So that clearly that's where the idea came from. But tell us about getting you know getting selling this to Netflix and how it's just taken off. It was really it's I mean it's it really shows you the, the like how important luck is in any business, but in particular this business, literally right down the street on La Cienega. It's funny, I tell a story every now and then, but I've never been able to say right down the street. <laughs> uh, right down the street across from the Beverly Center, there used to be a Borders Books. Mm-hmm. And I was in that Borders Books probably eight or nine years ago at this point, and for whatever reason, I don't remember the reason, I was trying to find out about the history of the Transformers, mm-hmm. and there was not a single book in the store about Transformers, then I noticed, other than a little Barbie, and it wasn't even about the toys, uh, and then one book about Star Wars toys, um, there was nothing about the history of toys mm-hmm. at all. Um, and then I also, of course, noticed, and I think I bought one, there was like an entire shelf of like books on the War of 1812. And I'm like, right. no disrespect <laughs> to the War of 1812 or the, the veterans of that great war, but Optimus Prime influenced probably <laughs> half a billion people. Like, Star Wars affected probably over a billion people. And yes. There, there weren't a lot of toys that came out of the War of 1812. No, that's really for sure. Were. Right. But we did get, I think, like, <laughs> that solidified our ownership of Louisiana. Um, so that was the inspiration. And I, start, I developed a pitch. And I tried pitching it for, I mean, at least six or seven years, Mm. came real close at History Channel, then at the last minute fell apart, came real close at Nat Geo, Mm -hmm. at the last minute it fell apart. I knew exactly, I was in Gilroy, California, working on a presentation uh, when the call came in that I thought uh, at Nat Geo was going to tell me how many episodes, was it six or eight or ten, and it was a call saying, eh, they changed their mind. I mean, I'll never walk on that street again without always remember just how bummed I was. So that was the origins of it. And then the lucky break part, um, as some people know, uh, I produce a lot of stand-up specials, stand-up comedy. And I'm always so, I love when I meet people through the toy world mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I saw your name on a Jim Gaffigan special. It was, it was so random. <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, if you, if you look at the resume, it's actually the toys that the made toys this is very random. random. Part, yeah. um, but anyway, there was a guy a guy named Devin, uh, I, I never give out last, I always want to give people credit, but once I did that for someone at Netflix, and he's like, dude, you can't give out our names. They're all calling yeah. me. Well, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a guy named Devin, uh, he does have a last name, but I'm going to not mention it. Um, he was in a department at Netflix um, that specialized in acquiring content that had already been shot. Mm. So for me, it was stand-up specials. So I would go out, shoot a special, send it to Netflix, HBO. He was the guy at Netflix that bought stuff that other people had shot, licensed it. That guy, he and I became very close. And a very lucky thing as it relates to what would happen, because we got close, he had been to my house and he had seen my toy collection. Mm -hmm. The reason why that's important is, and I know you know this, but um, producers get typecast like actors. So I was always the comedy guy. Mm-hmm. At best, at worst, I was the stand-up comedy guy. Right. So it was so hard for me to sell anything that wasn't comedy. So he, Devin, was basically told, Netflix wants to do unscripted comedy. Figure that out. 
So here's a guy who knows me personally. I'd done years of business with him successfully. He'd seen my toy collection. Now he was basically in charge of getting Netflix into the unscripted business. Yeah. So I, I literally, I would call him up sometimes and he would answer the phone, see my name on the ID and pick up the phone and be like, dude, if this is about that toy thing, I'm hanging up. Like it was like a year <laughs> of that almost. <laughs> then finally, and again, I remember this like it was an hour ago. He called me on a Saturday, um, which is a huge compliment with stuff like this. It means they didn't have time during the week and they know it's important to you. So they're going to call you on their off time when right. they're free. And he basically um, gave me, he's like, if Netflix did a toy show, here's how we would do it. Here's mm -hmm. how we would want it. And I can go on and on and on. But the gist of it was um, he goes, the number one show that we love at Netflix is that 70s show. Mm. And the reason, and this affected my whole career, like everything I produce now is based on this knowledge. He goes, everybody knows that um, the 1970s are like a very popular era for anyone who's like 38 to 90. Right. So those people watch the show on Netflix. But the cast is really good, and they're good-looking and sexy and funny. So young people watch, 12-year-old to 30-year-old. So it's the perfect show because both sexes and all ages watch it. Hmm. So we then cut a five-minute sizzle tape that was entirely based on that premise. We shot half of it at Blast from the Past Comics in Burbank, mm -hmm. half of it. Uh, we turned my living room into a soundstage with some C-stands and some butcher paper, and we shot this sales tape that literally showed how toys connected with every generation. We showed Optimus Prime from 1984, Optimus Prime from 2016, and we had all these people telling stories. I have shown this tape. It's, I showed it at Comic-Con last year, but every now and then when I do like a personal appearance, I'll show the tape. Mm -hmm. At least 75% of the room is in tears when it's over. I mean, it's just <laughs> so nostalgic and whatever. So that I gave to him, and uh, that's what got the show greenlit. And uh, they greenlit it for eight episodes. Mm -hmm. We did the paperwork, and... Uh, that was it. They let me choose the episodes. And uh, as you, again, as I talked about, my background's in comedy. So I just hired the editors I knew and trusted because mm -hmm. everybody's like, how did you know to put comedy in a documentary? <laughs> and I had two. I always have two answers to that. Answer number one is I never understand documentaries about something like toys or a, an amusement park that treat it like a documentary about the the Byzantine Empire. Right, or, yeah. or, or, I, I never, or the War of 1812. Although don't war, you kind of want to see Ken Burns' version of it? <laughs> um, so I wanted it to be fun and funny. And then Netflix let me do it. And it was also, like I said, it was the people I knew. So everybody just went to work and they were funny people. They have loved you, toys. They made it funny. Have you ever wanted to do like one episode that was completely Ken Burns style? No, no. Because that would be fun. No. I mean, Ashley just said it. it, it that Give would be freaking maybe. hysterical. Well, uh, for funny reasons. <laughs> yes, maybe. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That would be funny. But, but I will tell you this, I, and without naming names, th those documentaries about toys have been made. Um, hmm. So they just are they funny? Aren't viewed? No, they're no. not funny. They mm -hmm. they treat you know a, a piece of pink plastic like it's a you know a, a, a ruin uh, from the, the, the Mayan, uh, the Mayan Empire. Yes. So and that's what we tried. Not I get a lot of grief for um, not focusing on collectors or collecting, mm -hmm. and I very deliberately 
as they always say, you know, only Nixon could go to China. Right. Like I feel like people are like, oh, it's not fair to collectors. I'm like, I'm a collector. Like I, yeah. I, I, I don't hate you people. I'm one of you people. I just don't think a co- it's like magic. Magic's right. great in a room when you see it, but magic's not the same on TV. Right. Because they can make the dinosaurs walk yeah, on TV. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's the same thing with seeing a toy collection. See, I love that. I digress. I, I mean, I thought that was a, the mistake they made on the Deep Space Nine documentary, they, which they, I haven't they, seen. You know, they have a bunch of fans talking about you know why they love Deep Space, but who cares? It's like you know, every second. And I watched the deleted scenes, and they cut out so many great stories from the cast and the mm. producers, so they could have the fans doing their little like, "I love Deep Space Nine." <laughs> and by the way, again, I made. I always make a deliberate effort not to do that because right. I'm always like, it, every frame has to add because people watching it already like it, yes. and right. so they don't need but other again, reasons. There's no right. value secretly to hearing someone else likes what you like. Right. Like if you like it, you don't uh, like it. That's but, great. You know. The act of watching the show yeah. is is yeah. the value. You know, yeah. there are but people like you who are watching it. Someone I know, you know, a I'll, the only hint I'll give is <laughs> he was a major department head. Uh, on some Star Trek series. Yes. Uh, commented a couple weeks ago uh, to a colleague of mine. Um, yeah, I saw the Deep Space Nine documentary. Uh, it, it, one guy made it all about himself, so uh, I did learn more about him. Not so much Deep Space Nine. <laughs> so I haven't seen it yet. Um, but uh, I'm, I, I am excited. I got totally hooked. When we met... I was not into Deep Space Nine. Yeah, but at you got all. hooked on it now. And over the last two years, yeah. I got really into it. Yeah, 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 it's great. I mean, it's great that people are, you know, still discovering it because we, you know, we believe in proselytizing for Deep Space Nine because we're big, big fans. Of, I'm seeing uh, that start now for Voyager, and I'm like, don't get it. No, yeah, no, no, it's not a good show. No, on, on, on a thousand levels. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so odd. It's like you know, there's like after 20 years, it seems people start to. De- uh, although Voyager does very well on Netflix, apparently it's their biggest uh, uh, Star Trek show on that's Netflix. Impossible. Even for a computer. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too soon. There's a I, don't whole... get, I don't get to do these very often. We, <laughs> that belongs on a Star Wars podcast. Oh, man. By the way. <laughs> I'm in the doghouse now. <laughs> well, well, tell us. Let's, let's let's go back. How did you first get interested in toys? You know, as a kid, I mean, did you? I mean, I assume. Yeah, okay. It's real simple. What do you think? No, I saw. You know, I mean, I know. I feel bad. I know you know all this, but like, I saw Star Wars. I was so young that I basically thought it was, and I didn't know this word, but I basically thought Star Wars was a documentary. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I was, you know, people like, "What do you want to be when you grow up, Brian?" I'd be like, "Uh, uh, "X-wing pilot. I want to join the rebellion." My mom bought me a book. That you know that I still have it. The book where it's not a giant spaceship; it's a little mm-hmm. model. Mm-hmm. Kenny Baker has the dome all, like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is movies. And ever since then, it's all I ever wanted to do. That was the blue covered book with the picture yes. of three PO with the straw. Yep, yep, that's I exactly remember it. right. Making of Star Wars. I still for that's kids. for me. Yeah. You know how Uncle Scrooge had his lucky dime. Yeah. That's my. Like my two books that changed my I'm life. Totally there That's with you. One yeah. and the first of the two. Yeah. yeah. When did it transition for you from being about um, playing with the toys to collecting them? I know exactly when it happened. <laughs> uh, it was at a, a, a vintage toy store, comic book store in Iowa City, which is where I went to college, and I, I had a job. I was like, you know, free and everything, and I suddenly I remember seeing an ATST. And just being, and it was twenty bucks. And I think at the time I was making five oh five an hour, just mm-hmm. to give you a point of view 
and what that 20 bucks yeah, meant. Right. And I just remember being like, I can buy that, put it on a shelf, and like have it. Right. right. And I remember <laughs> I bought it. It was the first thing I ever bought that just literally went on a shelf, and it was just there. And then, yeah. But the worst thing that can happen to a collector is selling a show about something you can collect. It's, <laughs> you, your jaw would drop if you came now. I mean, literally in the last 12 months, it's doubled in size. Well, I, you know, I got the invitation. You were showing off the toy room. Yeah. And I wanted to go, and it was a weekend that we, we couldn't go. And it was like, well, but we'll, it sounded like so much be better fun. better if you come over one. one it, was, it was a zoo. So you, it's oh, better okay, if you come okay, over. Yeah, I believe yeah. he just said that your jaw would drop. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what he said. Yeah, that's right. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the king of comedy, so right. if, if he, he's, you're getting what, what, what approbations from special? him. <laughs> As Gene Roddenberry. As Gene Roddenberry. There's many, many toys are available from Star Trek over oh. the years, uh, but uh, unfortunately the early ones were pretty terrible. That's good. <laughs> That's good. So, you know, I, I got to ask you, w once you get through with some of your favorite toys, like Star Trek and Star Wars in the first season, My Little Pony, okay, maybe not that, but, you know. Of the four new ones, that's almost the one I knew the most about. Really? Technically, Turtles was the one I knew the most right. about, but my Turtles knowledge was like 35 years old, and right. my, my Little Pony knowledge, thanks to my daughter, mm. is like two years old, so... In many ways, I think I knew more about the, the, the history and the story behind My Little Pony. Certainly more than Power Rangers, certainly more than wrestling. Mm. So, you know, how, like, how do you determine what subject you want to cover? Is it because of its popularity or is it because you feel there's a show in it? Like, you know, obviously some toy lines are more interesting than others, the history of it, obviously... The Star Trek clearly. I mean, you're a fan anyway, but th there's a really interesting I got history. I a lot of trouble from start for the Star Trek episode. Oh yeah, why is oh, that? Yeah. Because people, including like Haim Saban, were like, "Why are you doing a Star Trek episode before Power Rangers?" <laughs> uh, Playmates was like, because we went to Playmates for Turtles, mm -hmm. and oh, sorry for Star Trek. And when we were there, they were like, "You guys aren't doing a." Turtles episode? Like, it was like everyone thought it was weird. A lot of the main criticism we got um, after season two was, why are you doing my, uh, Hello Kitty and Star Trek? Those, mm. and like, instead of X and Y. Um, you, you, you've hit two of the three nails on the head. I have three quote-unquote rules for what we do. The first is, um, I always imagine like a toy um, Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. And I always want every toy line that we cover to have at least one character from the line that if there was a Mount Rushmore toys would be up on the Mount Rushmore. So like my wife, she don't know anything about Transformers, but she can recognize Optimus Prime. She can recognize mm -hmm. Bumblebee. So that's rule number one. Rule number two, um, and these are air quote rules because uh, we break them. He-Man broke almost every toy breaks at least one of the rules. I think He-Man broke them all. Um, but um, even though it's up until recently regarded to be our best episode. Rule number two, I want it to be at least two generations. Mm. So and that goes back to what I was saying before about that 70s right. show where, you know, people are always like, and it's funny, I've been saying this lately and people are just jumping all over me for saying it. But. I'm right. Um, mask. People are like, you need to do mask. You need to do mask. And I'm like, no, we don't. Mask <laughs> was out for two and a half years. All you have to do is watch the third quote unquote season. They, they stopped transforming the toys. Mm -hmm. Like it was that big of a pivot. Um, so 
we want to have Star Wars that, you know, there's grandfathers, fathers, and grandkids right. now. You know, Barbie is four generations. Um, My Little Pony is three. So that that's what we go for. So that's rule number two. And then rule number three, you're absolutely right. There has to be a good story. Right. There's a couple toys, huge toys, that someone had an idea. They put someone greenlit it. They put plastic in a mold. It came out. Huge hit. No twists, no turns, no ups, no downs, and great for the toy company. Uh, I mean, Funko is a great example, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, Funko is just like, like just up, up, up. Yeah. What can you say about it? We licensed every property imaginable. Some of them sell like gangbusters, and some don't. There is a way to do the story. Um, I thought about this a lot because it's people we hear about it all the time. You got to do Funko. You got to do Funko. Mm -hmm. But there is a way to do the story because. It really is original what they did, like licensing yes. everything mm-hmm. they get. And they get a lot of credit for getting licenses like, oh, I would have never thought of that. They get a lot of credit for that. What they don't get a lot of credit for, and I don't know why, especially within our community, is they get a lot of licenses from people who jumped up and down for a thousand years. They'd never like Fury Road. Mm-hmm. There's no merchandise for Fury Road right. except for what Funko has. Wow. Right. Like, there's uh, what's the other one? Dune. Right. All these Dune to- figures. They have all these beautiful Dune characters coming out late this year, next year. Right. So, there is well, a way to do LJN the story. That, yeah. What's that? Ask LJN about that. <laughs> well, that's how I want to wrap up the whole series. By the way, it'd be an episode called "The Toys, the toys That, that Should Have Not Been yeah. Made," and Dune, Dune would be the spinal column of that episode. So, you you nailed that. You nailed that. The toys that should not have been made. <laughs> Lost that's, in that's Space, Space Nine, 1989, of your, uh, of your yeah. show. Um, or 1998. I mean, the Lost toys that didn't make us. Right. Um, Waterworld. Yeah. I mean, there's. A, I'm obsessed with this topic. So. Uh, uh, Battlefield Earth. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you want to truly, truly, like, forget about Dune. Like, look at the Battlefield Earth toys. They're crazy. There's literally a figure that has, like, a, a dead raccoon scalp covering his face. It's, it's the, it comes with, like, a, 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 a tree-covered fire hydrant. It is bananas. Like, bananas. But there it is. They made, that. you know, by ten thousand of each. Wow! Yeah, wait, wait till the millennials <laughs> catch up on it. John, It'll be they, huge. They, they will. John, yeah. John Travolta yeah. holding a head, saying, "Your friendly neighborhood bartender." <laughs> Leverage. <laughs> Leverage. You remember that? That was his thing with the whole movie. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, that movie's really worth watching once a year. Once, once a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the modern Plan Nine from outer space. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, once a year, maybe once every other yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That may be Fair too enough. often. Once a year is Batman and Robin. That I can oh. watch once a year. Oh, oh, wow. This is spectacular. You're a masochist. No, it's like a $150 million student play. Student, uh, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like eighth grade play. Holy rusted metal. $150 million in the 90s. And they still got an F. That's the crazy part. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I produced Good Luck Chuck, so a little too soon talking about those Fs. <laughs> <laughs> so if the thesis of the show is the toys... That made us. Yeah. What's the toys that made you? It, I mean, listen, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. It's always in a category in and of itself. Um, after that, it would be G.I. Joe and Transformers and Lego. Mm. And, of course, Star Trek. Like right. I had a lot of weird, discombobulated Star Trek toys from 
all different brand. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know how it was. The license kept changing, but yeah, always loved Star Trek. I had the motion picture, like the predecessor to Laser Tag. They had these mm-hmm. gray phasers that I think Mego made yeah. that look like actually, sorry, Star Trek Two. Star Trek Two, the phasers from Star Trek Two, mm. the gray ones. They're the same ones from. The are they the picture. same? They yeah. are. But before well. that, that was the there was the Klingon attack game, right? Where you had the phaser and you shot at a bicycle reflector, right? Which that was right. supposed to be a Klingon Klingon a Klingon ship, battle cruiser, yeah, Klingon battle cruiser, which you could bring down with a hand phaser, right? Very realistic. There's an arcade <laughs> in Vegas that has that game, and right. I was in Vegas this year for like 30 hours, drove half an hour each way. To go to that arcade to play that game. They had that the game was fun. And they, and they had the cab, the sit down yeah. cabinet. Oh, the, the Star Trek Vector game. Where, where yeah. is this? It just, Vegas? just just Google. It's a video Ooh. game uh, pinball museum. Oh, yeah. the museum of pinball, but they have video I, games. Th- triple check. Yeah, okay. Because it's in the middle of nowhere. So, or mm-hmm. call them to make sure I have the right one. But it's literally the sit down one that kind of looks like Chekhov's yeah. station yeah. in Rathagon. Yeah. Entering well, sector. Thanks. This is one, a really great point, podcast. Two, I pre- yes. Yeah. I appreciate Brian being here today. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, I thought I was crazy when I went there. Like, I could have spent two full days there. It's yeah. a short game, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's a really, really yeah. simple game. Yeah. I, it's crazy. I love that game. But the fun part is when Nomad shows up and starts bopping around the screen. Yeah. And, you, and I, by the way, when the, I played that game as a kid, I didn't know what the hell that was. Ah, All see. I knew about Star Trek was Star Trek 1 and sure, 2. Sure, of course. I really hadn't watched the series yet. And I just remember, like, what is this thing? Right. Right, because you fell in love with Star Trek through the movies, yeah. which is an interest. But you're, yeah. you're younger than we are. So, um, which I is just really saw Star Trek 1 uh, in the theaters for the first ah, time. At the, oh, yeah. when Fathom the last showed one him. I hadn't seen, yeah, nice. for the Fathom thing. Yeah, yeah. But you're a huge Star Trek 2 fan. I mean, I, I would argue, and I know this is the right place to say it, but I mean, it, it is the closest thing I have to a religion. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even here it's not so safe. How did you no, enjoy? No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very safe. You're, You're in a safe, safe space. Okay, good. No, no, no triggers here. Okay. So, um, how did you like uh, seeing Star Trek: The Motion Picture in a the theater? It's a different it was, experience. It was very different. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's funny. I just. Uh, two mornings ago, Sunday morning, I just watched for the first time in probably 30 years The Black Hole. You know, it's on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. I mean, literally both the motion picture and the, uh, the Black Hole like were like, new Star Wars and 2001, unlimited budget, go. Mm. And it's like so, uh, like, I mean, it's bananas what they built for motion picture. All those sets. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 it's like a 10-minute shot of models going next to models, like, it's like 10 minutes, maybe eight minutes, but, I mean, it's just a banana shot that, like, even at the time, as you know, I mean, the joke at the time was even the motionless picture, but, I mean, it was just literally, like, do Star Wars or 2001. Don't, it's like peanut butter and lobster. Like, they're great separate, gets a little weird together. It's incredible, too, because you look at now, you know, with nonlinear editing, you would never have shots that go on that long mm-hmm. in a movie today. And I would argue you didn't have shots like that back then. <laughs> and I feel like Kubrick could get away with it because he had pushed the technology so hard that and so far that people would go and, you know, we hadn't been to the moon yet and everything. So it's like, or at least I don't think we had. So it's like no, you could argue for 2001, so. similar to people seeing Avatar, it was enjoying the technology. But once you do it, it's done. So you don't well, need to see it again. Here's, here's a little reason why those of us who love that scene 
and want it to go longer. Speaking of religion. Um, <laughs> because, because I grew up with the, with the series, and it had been, you know, like a 10-year gap between the last episode of Star Trek and the movie, um, this was a chance for reuniting with our home, basically. And so it was extremely emotional for those of us who had missed it for I'm so sure. long and had lived through all the crappy Star Trek toys in the <laughs> 70s. This is why. And I think that uh, my experience at the motion picture for the first time when I was 12 years old um, was a, you know, a reuniting with old friends and a, 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 a larger embracing of that thing that I loved. Yeah. So that's, you know. That makes a lot of sense. It, it, uh, it, it hit me very hard for different reasons. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> See, we all can get along. That's right. Sure. All religions, all religions. All and I stripes. love Star Trek 2 as well. So no, you we don't. Can... Yes, I do. But none of us like Star Trek 3. None of us <laughs> like Star Trek 3. I like Star Trek 3. <laughs> do you? I absolutely love Star Trek 3. I, I will defend that. So, I mean, almost as quotable as Star Trek 2. I, I've always, I, I know its flaws. It looks a little hokey at, at moments when the planet's falling apart. I get it. But I, I, I loved it. The Enterprise blowing up. I mean, watching that frame by frame now, it's still a mind-boggling shot how they pulled that off. Well, as I've said before, that affected me more than Spock dying because I knew they were going to bring Spock back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, you're you're the surrogate for our audience. We did a show uh, a couple of months ago on on why Star Trek Three is a mess, and <laughs> you, to clearly you, you you have the 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 ear of the audience. But I'm I'm just curious, like what what do you point to? I point to our episode. <laughs> why Star Trek Three is a mess? What was it called? I don't even remember. Search for Spock. No, it was called no, no, no. <laughs> our, our episode. Our episode in search um, of. Or, yeah. It was. It's so actually, all three of you dislike it. Well. For different reasons and, yeah. and different different levels, I think. Um, my main problem with it is that it should never have been made at all because bringing Spock back completely eradicates any meaning in the second movie. I, I, I mean, if I, I completely agree with that, but yeah. I'm still glad they brought him back. Well, of and course. And I'm not even a Spock guy. I've always yeah. been a Kirk guy. Yeah. Like, I do, I'm building the Lego... Mega blocks thing right now. Have either any of you seen this fucking uh, this thing? Sorry. No. What, 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 what is it? It's thirty one hundred pieces. Of the biggest what? thing I've ever mega. It's like Mattel's version of Lego. Is right. Mega blocks. Oh right, right, right. Thirty one hundred pieces. The biggest thing I've ever built in my life was like a thousand and nine pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I've built the star drop. Well, it's not, I built the secondary hall in the neck. I'm building the saucer of section now. Sorry, the original Constitution class. Oh, okay. Oh, you're building the Enterprise out of uh, Megablocks. Me- it's 30. Oh, cool. It came out on the 50th anniversary, 400 bucks before tax and shipping. Wow. I just got it uh, all in, shipping, tax, $80. Wow. Um, so it's, it is mine. Like, if you guys really want something, I mean, it's, I mean, the saucer, I could show you pictures. Like, I mean, the saucer section's that big. We That's should do cool. remotes. We should track live Brian's progress. <laughs> I, I've been doing it on Instagram, I've, and I've oh, never nice. done this Brian. in my life. I've literally been posting on Instagram every time I like finish doing some major stuff. But isn't that so? It epitomizes how Star Trek has always been the second-run franchise, right? You know, Star Wars is Lego. You know, Star, Star Trek, Trek is Mega Blocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just like always the always the awesome. You know, never the first date to the dance. Right. So Star Destroyer, fifteen hundred dollars. Original Enterprise, eighty. 
on clearance. <laughs> I mean, they must have lost so much money on these things. Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I'm not done, so I don't want to jinx it, but uh, I'm about probably 65 to 70% done. I mean, it is like, if this thing really ends up being done and all the pieces were there, I mean, that is a staggering accomplishment for that company. So I have a, a practical question yeah. for you, and it's inspired by your description of this 3,500-piece enterprise. And you mentioned earlier being a father, having children. Now, I have children. I have very small children. Mine are small, too. And um, if I had, you know, 3,000-plus you know, Lego equivalent pieces lying around. I think I know what would happen next. Um, now, how do you manage uh, your children's expectations with your toy collection Safe and, room? you know, 3,000 <laughs> pieces of an enterprise? It's such a really great and interesting question. First of all, I have my own office and its own Is an electrical separate... fence involved? There's no, there's okay. no electrical fence, electrical lock. Um, Retina scan. <laughs> so, um, so it's in its own separate, self-contained structure. That's mm. the first thing. But the second thing is, my daughter in particular. I mean, she's just like me. I mean, she don't fucking lit. Can I curse? What's the curse? <laughs> sure, why not? Sorry, 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 sorry. But we prefer uh, frack. No cursing. Frack, frack. My, my daughter, just like me, is fracking nuts. She doesn't listen to anybody. She does whatever the hell she wants. She destroys everything. My son, so she's five. My son is four. He's also kind of a, like, like I brought him to the office before, and it's like I stole a monkey from the zoo. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't mess with my Legos. That's mm. awesome. I don't, like my entire, I have two giant tables. I'll show you a picture of this when we're done. I have two giant tables set up, like the kind of tables, like if you were at a, flea market selling right. something that one table is for the construction uh, over 47 bowls wow. to tr- ma- like it took me two full days to organize the pieces and they were all wedding gifts and your wife is furious at <laughs> as long as i stay as long as i stay in my structure Mm. Everything's cool. What I love it. Did you see Rod Stewart just finished a train set he was building for 30 years? And it's unbelievable. It's exquisite. It's, it's incredible. Oh, oh he, he was building a model railroad for 30 years and he just finished it. It's incredible. Rod Stewart. Oh, Every no. picture truly tells a story. So um, now I think I, he's sexy. I, I think it'll, <laughs> I think, I, I, I'd like, you know, I'd like to return in 30 years to the, where this space seed has been planted <laughs> and see, you know, where you are with your mega blocks. I mean, how long? What do you, what is your ETA? What do you think you're going to be done? I am well. Here's here's. It's so funny you ask. I'm, if anything, I'm rushing, because my number one favorite thing, that's not my kids or my wife. My number one favorite thing, is that shape right there. Yes. Right. And not just any old Enterprise. The Constitution refit. Mm-hmm. That is my number one favorite shape. If aliens came to our house, they would think it was like a religious symbol because we have it almost in every room in some shape or form right my number two favorite anything in i mean this includes plants buildings bridge anything that could be a thing that's not my three kids or wife my number two favorite is the 1989 batmobile mm-hmm. and yeah. lego the 1989 batmobile yes right wait the 89 batmobile yeah. 
Yeah, the we movie. can be friends. The one from the movie. Yeah, no, I, I know right. what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, so, I'm just, I'm okay. I'm yeah. Just Which is your, Mark, what, what, what is your favorite Batmobile? The 66 oh, Batmobile. Yeah, you and I, again, we got a tiny age gap, <laughs> and it's really affected our design sensibility. Why is it anything we don't um, understand we call a thing? <laughs> but, there you go. But Lego, without telling anybody, mm. made one. Right. And they have a, I've, by the grace of our show, I've been to Bill and I've been to the whole company headquarters. There's a Lego store in Bill and Airport hmm. that I don't know, Lego has never done this before. They literally, someone went to the airport and just put like 10 of them on a shelf. Oh it's goodness. gorgeous. Wow. I mean, gorgeous. Like, I, I don't know how just using regular Lego, like it's and it's not like Lego Lego. It's actually Technic. Technic. Right. So oh, wow. it's gorgeous. So I need to, the, I think it comes out at the end of this month. Mm. And I need to get this the Enterprise Constitution <laughs> pre-refit class. That's how good the price was, by the way. I'm not even into that Enterprise yeah. that much. Right. So the fact that it was so cheap and so big. I mean, it'll wow. be like the focal point of my 2000 plus object collection when it's done. Nice. Theorizing it gets done. I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I I don't want to say anything bad well, about all you Mega have to Blocks, do is just it's not know, Lego. Multiply your estimate by a factor of four as Lego. to when you're going to get it done. Uh, be the miracle worker. Yeah. <laughs> so now we yeah, uh, So I'm hoping to have it done by the Monday after Thanksgiving. Ooh. So like I said, I got the secondary hall, the neck done. I will almost definitely have the saucer section done by this coming Monday. Then I got to build the nacelles, and that's it. By the way. I mean, it's electric, comes with lights, oh comes with wire. I mean, it's bananas. It, it's absolutely, like, you should get one. It is bananas. Yeah. And, and, and again, I know I shouldn't say this, but if you do buy it, get some sandpaper. It's not Lego. <laughs> Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. Guess some crazy glue. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. It's definitely, it's not Lego. <laughs> Understood. Thank God somebody told me that ahead of time. I literally would have kicked the stink through a window. Right. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, the sandpaper, which I don't think I've literally used in 30 years, right. uh, was very helpful. Oh, Asked my wife, I'm like, where's the sandpaper? She's like, blah, 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 blah. She's like, why do you want sandpaper? <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, don't worry. What's it's, the watermelon doing over enterprise. there? Where's the four-year-old? <laughs> it's enterprise-related. That is crazy. So, you know, I mean, this may be redundant then, but I was going to ask you, what is your favorite toy in your collection, of your vast collection? What? So there's, luckily, we live in the state of California these days. Uh, I've had to evacuate my house twice oh, in less than two oh, years. God. I had to evacuate it three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I have a bunch of toys that, and I literally, it, like after the first evacuation, I now have a system in place. After the first evacuation, literally remembered all my sentimental toys mm -hmm. and left all my valuable toys. Mm, There's right. one thing in the collection worth literally the entire collection times 100, and I forgot to take that. Right. So this, so I have a bag now that is specifically designed to put all my, and I also keep all my personal stuff now next to each other. Mm. So I have... I have a, a Star Trek The Motion Picture um, refit class where, like, I hand-painted the Impulse Drive. Mm -hmm. I have the Ertl Galaxy class. Mm -hmm. I have my R2-D2, two Lego minifigs, uh, and I'm forgetting – oh, and my die-cast Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. So literally, those go in the bag. Um, I took the very valuable thing. 
Um, and, and I now have like some pretty good MOC car, uh, mint on card yeah. um, figures. So I, I, I took all of that. That being said, to answer your question directly, if you remove like emotional value, uh, can I have a tie for first place? Sure. Can I cheat? We, we, we'll, we'll indulge. Okay, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Cheat. Um, it's, uh, I have a Gurney figure from Dune that never yeah. went into production. So it's a, there's They four. said you were dead. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I have, I, I think that was Connery, though. Is he actually <laughs> holding the pug when he's... Is no, it doesn't come no. into I never went into bad. production. Okay. So I have one of four known Gurney prototypes, and um, I have the not just a Wesley Crusher prototype from the Galoob line, mm-hmm. uh, wearing the rainbow Straight thing. Yeah. Um, it's a, a art. It's a it's a packaging test prototype. So it's Wesley um, on a Picard card. Wow. Mm. So Picard. those are my those are <laughs> my card. two. Uh, those are my two favorite things. Okay, but uh, what's your favorite thing? It's like just sentimentally your favorite thing, and ideally it, that would not qualify for your show. If if I had to take one thing, gun to my head, I could only take one thing. It would either be that R two D two that again was mine as a kid, mm-hmm. or um, or that Enterprise Constitution class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the refit. Yeah, um, it would be one of those. So was two. that the model kit? No, it was or the, the silver Ertl. Oh, the Ertl, uh, right, right, so right. White, yeah. The white, yeah, yeah. That, that was it, yeah. Nice. That, it would be those two things, and if it was just one, probably R two D two. Yeah, yeah. Now you're a huge fan, also. You represent Paul Reiser, but um, of Alien and Aliens, um, but not great toys from 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 that. Can you see doing Neca? it? Neca's toys, you don't think are great? <laughs> <laughs> what on earth could they have done better, especially for that price point? No, Look, I'm serious. That Kenner alien doll from- I'm not talking about that. Yeah. No, I'm talking about NECA. I, no, I'm, t- I'm talking to him. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That what? Kenner alien doll from 1978 is, is all hell. Or 79 is amazing. Yeah. And it scared the sh- out yeah. of me. So when are you going to do the alien episode? I want to do a NECA episode. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, I was just there. I was just at their headquarters about a month ago, and they hooked me up with some great prototypes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so weird. Like, just being in this world now. Mm-hmm. Like I told you, Marty Abrams just hooked me up with this great prototype thing. Like, it's right. uh, very surreal. Is the word I would use. Yeah, yeah but here, this is a you know guy who was so involved in your childhood, creating all these Mego toys, and yeah. and, uh, and it's so amazing that Mego's back. I mean, if you want to have a great guest, get Marty. Yeah, on. Yeah, we should have Marty on. He's probably based out of New York, so yeah, but he's out here. But, he's yeah, out here at least should... three or four times a year. Yeah, it's so funny because I know when Ed interviewed him for the book a couple years ago, he had like virtually remembered nothing and had nothing to say. He has this whole new lease on life with the. Uh, Migo reemerging in the we, last year. We interviewed or two. him five separate times. We we had to keep going back. Hmm. He, he's got the record for uh, the most amount of interviews. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so I it shows that you haven't done yet that we're waiting for. Battlestar Galactica. The toys. Yeah. Good I mean, stories. I'd love to. Mattel made some really crappy toys, and you you remember when they had the little you know, auto racing. Thing sure. and then the, they they did Battlestar Galactica with the, the little lines Viper and dots. I think you're answering your wheels. own question. No, no, and the, the, some the kid dies. Well, Remember the, they the had toys, a, the toy that killed the toys that killed us. <laughs> the toys that we, killed we us. We have not been able to right. prove that that happened. And oh, if really? I had to guess, it's not true. Well, the story and maybe no, it's urban legend is that the reason that they, no. they, they pop rocks that they stopped the shooting Boba Fett doll. 
was yeah. because of that. And it, that we know for a fact is not true. Yeah. It was just too expensive, yeah. and that's why they welded it in place. But we we have not been able... Like, same thing with the He-Man Wonder Bread thing. Right. Like, what right. I've learned from making the show, and I, I could be wrong. I could be drawing the wrong conclusions, but what I think the pattern I've identified is... If you need to spend a month trying to prove something like that, 99.99999% chance. Urban it's not true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there are a lot of urban legends when it comes to all of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. But there's no, I mean, just Google it. Like, It would seem to me that that's a news story that would make kids really want this toy. Yeah, no kidding. That'd be the top of my you know, Christmas list. Think, yeah. yeah. Well, I, hmm. you know... So what, Darren? What was like the toy line that made you like? What was the toy? Oh my line? God! The the Mego Star Trek figures mm. entirely. Um, the first time I got I got Kirk and Spock, and I had never seen anything like them before, and it was amazing. And I still have a mint on card set of the Mego wow, figures. Wow, good for you! That I've never that I've never touched. Um, good for you. But that's awesome. They're awesome. They're awesome. So when you had to evacuate, what toys did you take? I I didn't take any toys. Wow. I didn't take any toys because, you know, they're only just stuff. You took the cat. I didn't even take the cat. You didn't take the cat? I, it's a long story. I, I had to should leave quickly. Oh, should take should cut that out. There's of two of them. The There's two of them. Okay. Two cats. I didn't take either. So, they're low. They're low to the ground. They won't ha- get hurt by smoke. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Ashley Miller, what about you? My yeah, little pony. Ashley. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, actually, I'm with, with uh, Darren on that. I uh, I had the uh, all of the... The, uh, the Star Trek action figures. I had my Kirk. I had my Spock. Uh, I had my bridge set. Um, like all of my Star Trek toys were just awesome. My my brother like got and the like, McCoy the, that looked like Howard Cosell. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like he'd do Monday Night Football with yeah. him, and he would. Um, the uh, like there was the the model kits of like the phasers and the sure. tricorder and the, the exploration set. Yes, my brother built all of those. Mm. Um, I had all that. I had that uh, crazy ass. Uh, you know, enterprise that was like connected by like it was like it wasn't really fly by wire, but it was like a fan that kind of oh, like yeah. oh yeah, the, it's, in the, yeah it's the, the flew CSF, around, yeah. the controlled yeah. space flight. But it was no yeah. mega blocks. It was it was cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was cool as a fan, but uh, but no, I I loved all of that stuff. And by the way, you know, just to talk about fandom in general, we talk about like how um, you know uh, uh, we talk about not caring if other people like what we like. I think I think that might be more of a phenomenon that is. A, a today kind of phenomenon than say it was when we were kids because just remember what it was like the first time you actually met another human being who liked Star Trek as much as you did, right? Just It was like, like mind blown. Like, I still I just haven't met them. Freak. You know, I, I still haven't met them. <laughs> One day, um, maybe. So, you know, to me, it was like all of that stuff was just, it was a way of living inside of the shows that I loved, like mm-hmm, my yeah. Space 1999, my yep. Eagle, yep. and yep. I love that, like, I mean, imagine that being so excited by Space 1999. That's that my you would white play it. whale, yeah. that giant Mattel eagle. Yep. Every awesome. every once in a while, and you can I'll take go off on the eBay, top and the engine and, on the back, and, 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 and think about ordering it. You know, it's like, but you can get like new for like five, six hundred dollars. And I'm like, am I out of my mind? It's the same thing. My wife will kill me. What am I going to do with this giant eagle? You know, Maybe but I never someday had it one as a kid. And I always up. wanted it. It was awesome. The the action figures kind of sucked though, because they don't really yeah. do anything. Their arms just kind of move. And there's Commander Koenig, and you can put his helmet on. And there's Barbara Bain. I had a Barbara Bain action figure yeah. when I was like eight years old. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> and you would rematch <laughs> Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mar- marital stripe. That's right. Strife between Martin Landau. <laughs> Barbara you don't really want me to do this show. <laughs> we have to do it together. Life. I don't want you cheating on me, Martin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> you know, the Space 1999 uh, came out with a beautiful Blu-ray set, but yep. it's also on um, Amazon Prime now, the, the remasters, and uh, I would say highly recommend it, that, but I've been Those lying. toys cover, I think, half a generation. Maybe. I don't even know if it's half a generation. <laughs> it doesn't really cover anything but else. did you not hear the delight in our voices? I did. Okay. We are in that half of time. You know what I loved? I had this um, Space 1999 water pistol, the one that looked like a staple oh, yeah, gun. Oh, yeah. You know, because they had the... Did you, you know, really? Yeah, everything looked like... Um, but, you know, all well, even in Star Trek, they all look like guns. What I loved about Space 1999 is it had that C-shaped... Yeah. Like yeah. It was cool. You know, staple gun yeah. pistol. I had one of those. If you like that design, black hole. A lot of mm-hmm. staple gun uh, yeah. uh, guns look, there. We were arguing about this. We were at a friend's birthday party this weekend, and we were arguing about the black hole. He said, I just watched Black Hole yeah. on Disney+, Plus, yeah. and it's awful. Now, well, I, I admit it it's wonderful. awful, but I like it. It's awful. You know what? You're right. It is awful, but I loved it, and it's just bananas. And I love the production. And that's yeah, cool. It's, yeah. bananas. it's bananas. Yeah, yeah and it's, cool. a, it's a cool story at the heart of it. Here is the thing. I, so uh, it was the first thing I watched on Disney+. Plus. Wow! Because I, I know because I wanted to see if it had the overture. Here's what I learned I about the overture. All four, we might like literally have, have ten billion <laughs> views in two yeah, weeks. Yeah. Right. The, the four people who watch Black Hole are yeah. right here They're in this together. room, and I know Steve Melching did too. But like watching that overture, I realized, my God, my first thought was, you could never release a movie like that today, at least not like on streaming, because I thought, is the TV off? Why won't it? <laughs> Turn on. It's just black screen. Well, is that well, on it's a black hole. I thought they yeah. made an upload mistake. No, nope. that's the overture. That's the overture. That's the overture. They kept the overture. They opened See? the movie yeah. with Hugh eight minutes of black on purpose. It was the last movie until oh, I... Hateful Eight that had an overture. Yeah. Now, normally the overture, you know, the, the curtains it would plays open. Over the, yeah. No, the curtains are yeah. closed. Right. They're right. open. Yeah. They're usually closed. And then the overture would play from the movie. Yeah. And then the and curtains open would the curtains open for the movie. The... So Superman had it. Star Trek The Motion Picture had it. You know, they yeah, just went back to the 60s. When you play on Netflix, it's not eight minutes of just music. Yeah. Well, most, this I'd never most seen presentations yeah. don't keep the overture. Like Spartacus, when you watch it on streaming, doesn't have the o- yeah. you know, overture. Yeah. I don't think Lawrence Arabia has the overture. You should have a skip But in both those button. movies, there yes. is a card yeah. that says overture. Yeah. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. My They're guess just, is they'll have yeah. that fixed by December. Yeah. But it took me a second. Though. It's yeah, great it that too. the overture is on there. I must turn it off. Could you imagine being yeah. at Disney right now and they're looking at the data? Why are all these people watching the black hole? Yeah. What, what have we Maybe done? Maybe we should greenlight like a reboot series. A I know, exactly. For Hulu. The, 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 the black cliche, hole. The cliche Let's call our managers, Mark. Of the meteorite <laughs> traveling down oh, the sure. neck of the ship. inside. It looks better than it had it been made this week. Oh, yeah. One of the most it's ridiculous beautiful. and most beautiful shots in yeah. cinema. It's beautiful. Absolutely. The Cygnus this, is an amazing the, ship. The ending. I want it, that toy. It, by the way, NECA, I think. No, um. Not NECA, the other one. Um, Diamond Select mm-hmm. is putting out beautiful Bob Vincent and Maximilian's. Wow. Really? Oh, I want an old yeah. Bob. Yeah. They're beautiful. Really? Oh, wait. Uh, like the Diamond nicest, Select. The okay. nicest that has ever been made for the movie. Oh, that's that's amazing. Well, in theory, sometimes right. they don't always make the Right, from the prototype to, right. uh, uh, But um, Well, I love that they've been talking about the Reliant for 20 years, and then they're like, here's the C. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. how come you haven't been talking about a C that is out? Where to Reliant? It's so weird. <laughs> Which is funny because Reliant. the Reliant is gorgeous and the sea is awful. Yeah. Well, Mark, we agree on many things. <laughs> Design is not one of them. I love the sea. Uh, What's wrong with the sea? Uh, it's uh, a little kit bashed. But I love, yeah, exactly. It's in one episode. Oh, I don't like the sea. But the Reliant is one of the gorgeous, gorgeous. gorgeous. We can Eagle agree Moss on that. Eagle Moss is putting out a Eagle Moss prototype. 
Oh, of the, of, of the bigger ones. What it, what it, what it oh, the upside down. Oh, what it was upside down. Yeah. 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 We had Bill George on a couple of weeks wow, ago and okay. he talked about that. Uh, was it Bill who talked about that? Yep, yeah. The inverted, uh, that Harf signed it. Signed upside down. They're actually down. putting out the model of the ship as it was originally designed. Not a, mo- a, a painted, pre painted Eagle Moss model, oh, but yeah. they're putting out the original version of how it was supposed to look before yeah. it was flipped. And that's why the line is ending. Because if you that's get to the amazing. point where you're putting out models of the I blue, you could yeah. just buy the Reliant and turn it around. <laughs> you don't need a. Regular one is not out. Oh, um, oh that's true. It's coming. I, I know it's say, coming. I built that model, and it's coming. Oh, good. When right. you say you built it, what does that mean? In three D. Oh, I, so you work. So you work with Eagle. Yeah, I do. Oh, oh, okay. And they don't give you any free stuff. It's yet. They're very busy sending free stuff to other people until they hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're too busy sending it to me. They can't send yeah. it to oh, I'm, I'm and I have nothing to do with them. <laughs> so addictive. So addicted to it. Yeah, no, they're it's it's they're great. I need to get another display case. Because, Good for you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy for you and your display case. How lucky you are! <laughs> How wonderful for you! <laughs> um, wow. Well, th- th- this was this is great. This is great having Brian. We could talk for another hour. Totally. And, um, uh, hopefully, we can have you come back to talk about some more of toys that made us. Are you ever going to go back? To anything, or have you well, exhausted? I don't know if you know this or not. We have the movies that made us yes. coming out mm. November 29th. It's first Netflix spinoff in history, by the way. That's cool. I always cool. like to point that out. Um, but yeah, that comes out November 29th, and it's sort of the same thing, but movies. Oh, that's nice. great. That's great. Because it's sort of uh, you know like what we do with the 430 <laughs> Movie Podcast. But I, I love that. So you have celebrities and people talk about the films that were huge no, influence we, on similar them. Similar to the collections, I didn't focus on the celebrities too mm. much. I mean, so you're saying we should pay more attention to the movies? movies? <laughs> I think you should pay equal attention. <laughs> equal attention. And if any, this is what I always say. This is my new mantra. Anybody who's like, season four, season four. Please watch all 12 episodes of Toys. The thing that kills us is when people are like, Cherry pick. I didn't play with Barbie. I'm not mm-hmm. watching. Like, that hurts the whole show. Mm-hmm. So please watch every episode. If you don't like it, turn it off. I get that. Or keep it, it on, but don't watch it. Oh, right. I can't say that. I can't say <laughs> yeah. that. You, know, I can't. you never know. Keep it on, on, but don't watch it. Maybe the cat wants to learn about <laughs> Barbie. Yeah, please watch all episodes. Netflix is out. Did you talk about the brutal. Star Trek Barbies? Uh, we have pictures of them. We yeah. didn't get it into into it too deep, but we do show them. Yeah, yeah. So, what what's your dream episode you haven't done yet? I mean, I really want to do that. The toys that should have not been made episode, yeah, yeah. and I really want to do a um, uh, you know a Happy Meal uh, episode. Yeah. Oh, that. Do you great. guys know what the first oh, Happy yes, Meal ever? Was? The first license Happy yeah, the first license Happy Meal. Yeah. 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 yeah, And those yeah. vintage yeah. commercials are amazing. Yeah, like three of them. Yes, and they're all gone. So another excuse to do more Star Trek. You know, when do you have time we for never your day job? Uh, you know, just, making the huge did, comedy specials and uh, it's becoming more complicated by uh, by the by the week. <laughs> it's like building your hobby. gigantic enterprise. Get back yeah. to work. No, no. Well, it is the Nacelle company. We That's have, right. We have to keep our bona fides here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian, this was fun. Thank you. Thank it's you. So great to oh have you. And uh, you can watch, uh, check out the new season of the Toys That Made Us on uh, Netflix, and of course the movies that made us come into Netflix as well. The uh, the, the Deep Space Nine, if you will, <laughs> of uh, of the series. So uh, thank you uh, for joining us for Inglorious Trexperts. If you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out Electric Surge's other podcasts, like the 4:30 Movie every Friday and Best Movies Never Made every other Monday. You can also watch video podcasts of all your favorite Electric Surge podcasts now on Electric Now, which is streaming on Stir, Zumo, and Distro TV, and coming soon to the Electric Now app. So if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And uh, even if you're going to go and talk about how arrogant and how we think we know more than 
everyone else. Did you see that? Somebody I wrote did. that. I, Star awesome. Trek. I, uh, they, I, everything's like, we love the show. This is the greatest podcast. This is the only podcast you listen to. Man, those guys think they're so freaking smart. Finally, a very, and you're right, we do. So, <laughs> finally, a very, very special thanks to Bill Ritter. Bill, what, what, uh, what, what's your favorite toy? You, you don't collect toys. Do you have a favorite toy? <laughs> the kid? Your, your Davy Crockett coonskin cap? Goodness. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Bill, and and Natalie, our producers back there. Any 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 uh, toy uh, toys you like? I was a Barbie girl. Barbie girl. Well, you should check it out in, in a Barbie world. In a Barbie world. But if you watch the Barbie episode, watch the other eleven. I will. Okay. Yes. Thank Fantastic. You. <laughs> well said. Uh, and a very special thanks to Dean Devlin, without whom the show would not be possible. So until next week, keep on trekking and gloriously, of course. Shh. McClunky. This show was produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.